are now listening to Triples in Ecstasy, a production of Holosuite Media. Tune in to our live show every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Admiral James T. Kirk of the Federation Starship Enterprise. Your presence here is an act of war. You have two minutes to surrender your crew and your vessel, or we will destroy you. Admiral Kirk, this is your opponent speaking. Do not lecture me on treaty violations as this broadcast is intended for mature audiences. In the following podcast, there will be thoughts and opinions expressed that in no way reflect your federation, this station, website, or affiliated partners. Who is this? How dare you? Who I am is not important. Listen to discretion. Yes. You cling on, bastard. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Trips. Her ongoing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new content and new stuff, to follow the girl word no podcast has gone forth. Hello and welcome to episode 243 of Tribbles and Ecstasy. I'm your host, Midnight Shadow, and joining me today, we have got... So we were talking earlier about like all this stuff that's been going on recently and uh, how much we would love to be pulling in some like Jean-Luc Picard fucking money for doing a podcast because, you know, some of these people out here seem to think we're in some way CBS Paramount licensed official bullshit. So, uh, yeah. That's a thing. Hi, everybody. It's Sun. Yeah, we were talking about that. I'm I'm trying to figure out what that money is, too. But then again, this is why I don't post in any, um, yeah, most any media nowadays. Timberwolf here. How's it going? And we should hopefully have Dragon joining us in a little while. And if you want to know what we're talking about in the intro... Well, listen to feedback. Uh, we shall get to that later in the show. I've already dusted off Sunseal's pedestal. It is waiting. It has been clean. <laughs> Thank you for the upkeep, Timber. Well, you know, I have been gone for a couple of weeks trying to do some testing and recording and just relaxing for a bit. But that was something I did the moment I stepped back in the office. I was like, oh, there's some dust on here. Sun has not been doing her standard you know, just venting, and we got to make sure you do that, son. It's mandatory. Well, I I decided to leave it alone for a little bit to see if you wanted to step up a little bit more, especially after that nice feedback we got. <sighs> I know, I know, and I might have a little bit today. It just depends on how things go. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> I'm always actually, I'm always actually, eager to have. I do have one. We can do later. So yeah. Yay. Well, I'm going to see how long my throat holds out with this uh, 
honey drink that I've got, but I'm not sure it will be for too long. But uh, in the meantime, Star Trek Online. We have got some general news, so PC and console. We've had some new ships that have actually hit the... Um, Wait, what? They're, doing, they're, they're trying to sell us new ships? Don't get me started. Are they are they fed based or are there any Klingon ships on the menu? Nobody plays Klingon. Don't need those ships. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they released the uh, stats for the WizKids version of the Tier Six Sovereign, also known as the Vizier class, and uh, it's a Command Sovereign. So it's got Command seating on it and. Um, Oh boy, reading this in German was a riot. So, um, Timberwolf, how does the new ship sort of compare to what's already out? Well, if you're willing to deal with a small rant, I can tell you. Off you go. <laughs> Sorry, son, I gotta already borrow your little stool there. Go Don't right ahead. I've got my popcorn ready. Okay. Crack my knuckles. Okay. All right, so I have both of them. We actually had two come out. We have the Archon, which is in the C-Store. It is an Intel variety, so there's one intelligence seat on it. And as of yesterday afternoon, I finally got my uh, command version. It came in through the gaming store near my house. So I got that and opened it up and, you know, a little sidebar on that one. It is kind of cool that... um, the cards that came with the expansion pack for Star Trek Attack Wing, of those cards, one of them is Fire at Will. So not only do I have an ability that works amazing in Star Trek Online, I've got the win all button for this game now with Fire at Will. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I've got both of them. Here's the first irk that I have, and I've had one of the bug hunters send in a report. Mm-hmm. When I bought the Intel Sovereign, the Archon... Okay, first off, it's at a discount from all other Tier 6 starships. Normally when you get a Tier 6 starship, a solo ship, it is 3,000 Zen. And when I got my Archon, it's 2,500. So I said, oh, cool. I'm not, you know, I'm paying $5 less. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. I go to get my fleet intel. I've got my discount. I'm happy. Okay, now I've gotten promotional ships in the past. I've gotten my promotional Andromeda. And that was from a loot crate promotion. And by getting that, I got the uh, discount for the fleet version. So from a promotional standpoint, I got a promotional T6 starship. I was able to get the discount for the fleet version. Well, anyone that got the Command Sovereign from this WizKids promotion pack does not get that discount right now. I have I've had a bug hunter write in to see if that's intentional or not. But if you get the command sovereign from this promotion, as of right now, you still have to pay five fleet modules to get the fleet version. Whereas a $25 for the Archon, and you get the discount. And once you compare the fact of the Archon's a lot easier to get, because you just buy Zen versus the Ar- the Vizier being a huge headache with Wiz Kids running out and giving people the runaround and everything else, and you still don't have a fleet discount. Yeah, it ends up being that you're spending $30, one 
for one fleet module if you want to buy the Archon and its fleet version. So about 30. Or you're spending, depending on where you buy it from, you're spending 40 to $50 to get your promotional attack wing ship plus the price of five fleet modules from the C store. No, there, no, I, I let me. There is a huge, in. there's a huge difference here. Right, right. Let me step in here just for a moment because I want to say that there was some controversy that we really haven't talked about all that much, in that the the Wiz Kids people said that they had run out of pre-orders for this thing. Is that yeah. something that actually happened? That this is what I'm hearing from everyone I've talked to. I've actually had people that said that they are probably not getting one. Or they've already gotten a refund from WizKids because WizKids has told them, and I quote, this was a limited availability item. We're not making any more. So whatever was made is it. Some players have been told that when originally when they were ordering it, they were not told that. So some That people... sounds like false advertising to me. Now, and when I, when I did my pre-order, I did not see anywhere... And I could have overread it, so it, that might be me not reading all the fine print. But I didn't see anything saying that this was a limited edition, limited availability, anything for this attack wing thing. And it's not, you know, that Cryptic's not going to do something where later on they find out, oh, it's limited availability. Well, not when they're teaming with somebody else. They might do it internally, like the Anoraks or whatnot, but this was a big deal for them to pair up with WizKids for this. As far as I saw, there was nothing that said limited availability anywhere. Now people are hearing, oh, it's limited availability. We're not making any more. Well, we're not going to have enough, so we're giving you a refund. We're not going to try and offer it to you. We're just going to give you a refund. Um, and I've had some of my friends, they have requested and received their Zen store purchase refunds on the Archon simply because of the fact they told Cryptic in their, their ticket, the only reason I bought the Archon is because I was under the assumption I was getting the Vizier as well because I wanted the, all three consoles in that set. Since I am being denied the Vizier, I would like my refund on my Archon. And those refunds are being honored. People are getting back their 2500 for the Archon because of this. So it sounds like WizKid is going to be an even more shit from Perfect World. Because they are making players get their refunds back. So that's $25 a player if they've already spent it that they're having to refund to players because people wanted that three-piece set. It's a battle cloak look, for the look Sovereign. At, look, at, look at the Fetty Bears all, all standing up to be all consumerist and shit. And mm -hmm. Turning into nice little Ferengi over there. Yeah. And the, the whole thing was the three-piece console set between the Regent, the Vizier, and the Archon. It gives you a battle cloak. Which is awesome, but because people can't have that, they're like, well, I'd like a refund on this ship since I'm not going to get that ship. Since WizKids is not going to give me that ship, I want my refund. Well, that's a lot of money that Cryptic has to keep giving back to their player base for what they thought was going to be a great starship to hand out. And I've tested mm -hmm. them, and I'm, I have not gotten the fleet version of the Vizier yet, but I've tested its standard version. I've tested the standard Archon and the fleet Archon. They're great ships. The consoles are nice. I wouldn't use the traits unless I was doing some kind of shenanigans, but they're good ships. But the problem is the publicity of what's been going on with them is a marketing disaster. 
especially with the the command ship. And Look, I'm sorry, but this is just par for the course for Cryptic well, and just... Perfect World. And I know it's kind of in no way their fault, but come on. Oh, it I is, know. It, it's, it is, it's... There is never a time that, that, that Cryptic and Perfect World don't partner up with somebody else or go out to do a promotion, and then it all falls to shit in their hands. Yeah, I mean, that we had, we've had several times where the email things have fallen apart. They have just fallen apart because the player base can't figure out who got it, what. The, it looks like everybody's getting it, but some of the people aren't. I, yeah. And the, probably the big one is this is not even Cryptic's fault for the Vizier. This is WizKids. Cryptic is just going to catch shit. For now something Cryptic that is, WizKids did. Cryptic and did. Perfect World is actually eating the cost of this PR yep. disaster. Yep, even though WizKids made the mistake, and it is a WizKids fault. It is their problem. It is their situation because they're the ones that have to physically distribute the ship and the codes since it's within the packaging. That's something that I can say. It was – the code was physically in the packaging, so there's no way to just pick the thing up off the shelf, type in the code in your phone, and put it back on there. So if you bought one, there's no way that it's already going to be redeemed. It's sealed up inside the packaging. But they're responsible for sealing it up, getting it out there. Cryptic gave them the codes and said, you're the distributor. You take care of it. As a distributor, they failed. But Cryptic is catching shit for it because it's their code. Should they? Maybe 20% yes, because they did pick the partnership. But for the distributor, it's all WizKids. It's their fault. And I'm hoping they find a way – and this is something that I've suggested to people. I have not seen anybody show that they have yet from anyone that I talked to. But for anybody that bought the WizKids Starship, wanting that Tier 6 Command Sovereign, if you're told by WizKids – Print screens everything. Print screen everything. Print screen your receipt and everything, and print screen the fact that they're saying that they can't send it to you because they've ran out of stock, or whatever they're telling you as to why they can't give it to you and they're giving a refund. And then send it as a support ticket to yes. Cryptic and say, I want this ship. Because my, my hope is, and I, I like I said, I have no confirmation, but what I'm hoping is, if you bought the WizKids ship solely for the fact of getting this code, I mean, it's a nice little... Starship, it's about the size, it's a little bit larger than a micro machine for anybody that wants the reference. It's a little bit larger than the Enterprise E micro machine. It's rather nicely made, comes with its own stand. But if you're buying it just for the code and you can, and you have enough proof to show that you purchased it and you got a refund saying you weren't going to get it, I have a feeling with how this debacle has gone on. You submit all that to Crypt and say, look, I tried, they denied me. And I was after that command ship. I have a feeling because of it, they're willing. They're going to be willing to work with the player race to get that to you because it is a code they can generate. We saw that with the holographic bridge crew. That um, we saw. What was it? Damn, one of the devs. Um, it'll come to me later. Anyway, they were creating codes for people doing giveaways, and in general, if they. If they had run out at the booth, so they would generate a code and send it to someone later kind of deal. But that's what I'm hoping is that they at least honor the fact that the players tried to purchase them and were denied. So, so long as you have proof of it, you can still get it. 
because that will make them look at as if they tried to purchase it and they were denied by WizKids. And then Cryptic says, well, since you didn't get the code, you're SOL. That would look bad on them when initially it's just a WizKids failure. I do wonder, though, how that actually affects the giveaway that um, Perfect World did of the NCC 1701E um, well, for attack wings on Twitter, because if they've I, run out, sure and that's probably, not. Well, no, I'm pretty sure they probably had their own select yeah. few squirreled away at the office for this well, giveaway that, itself. That's what I'm saying. I hope that's the case, because otherwise, because this was only um, a 24-hour thing, which was on Wednesday, and we haven't, uh, I haven't seen anything about any winners because you haven't heard who the winners are. Nope. And see, it, it goes to prove that if it's not the physical model, if they, they let's say they, they can't get their hands on the physical models because once again, WizKids failed even them, it's something that shows they can create the codes. Because it is for them just a, a promotional code someone puts into ARC and they claim the starship. So even if they don't have the physical model, they can still pass out codes. And that might be, depending on the distributor, WizKids, that might be what they have to do. Because they're they're more worried about making sure that you have STO content. They're not so concerned. Oh well, you didn't get the little model. Eh, you got a starship to play in our game. I'm just hoping they're willing to to work with the player base. Because so long as they're willing to work with the player base, help them get what they were after, they still say it still can come out of it in a positive. And it's still you know. WizKids is still going to go downhill for it because people are going to be like, well, just don't use WizKids for your promotion again because they dropped the ball and we're never buying for their their board game again. But you helped us out, so we'll still, you know, we'll still participate kind of deal. But if they don't work with the players, it's going to be a shot in the foot, especially when both the ships have turned out pretty nice. Even the consoles, despite the um, the trash talking some people have been giving them, they're actually pretty nice too. Stay away. I don't know if that was a rant. Here you go, son. Here's your stool again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's been a bit of a mess there. Now... I do um, I do want to say, though, because cause this is something that happened, and I was, I was silent because I was looking for it furiously. In our Facebook chat, when the Vizier class blog hit, well, for starters, they used the wrong images on the U.S. version when it first was, you know, when, when it was first launched in, uh, for the English translation. They were using the Archon skins for the Tier 6 Vizier class that was the WizKids promotion. Yeah, that but is incorrect. The German version was, had the correct screenshots, but it was posted first, so when we saw it... We were all using our little Google Translates to furiously read what it was, and um, the little thing that's supposed to come, the console that comes with it in German, translated into English, read as the Vizier class guidance rudder is equipped with a Metreon gas blasting headlamp. That was funny. And the only thing I could think of is those really, really old, like, 1980s, early, you know, or 1880s, early 1900s mining hats with the actual gas lamp on them with the little mirror dish behind the little lamp with the flame. 
And so I had to find a picture of one of those, post it, and then then post the English version of the German translation. Yeah, that was a, a tiny blunder when it came just just to the pictures, because I can say right now it is simply they've simply taken the standard sovereign skin that we're all used to seeing, and it's got a slight blue glow to it. By the best way to describe it, and then in parts of it, under certain light lighting effects it looks like it has a digital camo to it but that's the only difference between a standard sovereign skin and the vizier well the only to, one, the only one that was radical was the archon well if i'm not mistaken the the whole point of the the whole point of this new tier 6 version is it, we've been seeing this as par for the course when they start updating stuff to tier 6 or they're on the verge of releasing a thing to a tier 6 they go back and they update the old model with the quote-unquote screen-accurate texturing. Yeah, but we, we never saw... that saw... with the Galaxy, we saw that with the Prometheus and Voyager, and now we're, we're actually kind of seeing it with the Sovereign, too. But was normally there's an official blog about the you know retexturing or redesigning of that ship because so they want to highlight... You know how how they went back to the source material, and they really went into detail. Right, on it. but see, this isn't available. Right, but see, this because this is a promotional tier six item. They wouldn't do that. Well, I would think they would, simply because since the vizier is pretty much a direct copy of your standard sovereign skin with just a minor change to the color. That's the only difference. It's just a minor change to the color of that skin. I would think they'd want to update it. I mean, why not? Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I just, I, I don't yeah. know. It's, it just, it, it's, it's weird. The whole affair has been weird. When Cryptic and Perfect World get together to do these cross-promotional things, they are always weird. Because they're always locked behind social stuff that some people don't even use. Like, uh, you know, we, you know, we were talking earlier about how Timberwolf doesn't have a Reddit account. Well, guess what? I don't have. I don't have. I don't even have. I don't have a Twitter. So <laughs> I deleted you know, all Twitter. That, all that Twitter. All that Twitter crap that that everybody loves to go on rants about. Oh, you you know, hashtag this on Twitter. It's like, sorry, I'm out of that running. Well, just go and create an account. No, fuck you. I don't want to do that because you... I don't want. I don't have that kind of an ego. You don't want it. Twitter is a drama pit in Seth's pool. People use it to be able to instantly message people just to start drama or keep drama going. Twitter is the that's new all it is. 4chan. Yeah, that's all it is. It's I deleted my Twitter account several weeks ago because that's all it's become. And I don't have time for egos or games or drama. I just want to enjoy my game stuff. Advertise it to who, who it's going to help or who enjoys it and move on with my day. I mean, I said this years ago. I don't want a Twitter because I don't have that kind of an ego. And it's like, it's not about ego. It's just a post how you're doing and how your day and it's self-promotion and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have that kind of an ego. Bye-bye. Yeah. And now it's turned into that, it's that kind of an ego thing. Yeah, I barely use my Facebook account. So it's just, I I didn't want extra social media anymore. And then all the other crap, I'm just like, yeah, let me delete this. I don't need this in my life. I mean, with, with all the crap, with all the crap that I've gotten from, like, 
other show hosts and former show hosts and then like just random people going who the hell is that person that person doesn't need to be on the show anymore they rant too much they had too high pitched voice they sound too much like a girl bitch back off you're the reason i don't have a twitter you're the reason i don't visit reddit you're the reason i don't like being in any sort of group that isn't like what i'm officially supposed to be part of pretty Fuck much people Pretty much, man. Pretty much. Well, I still I like keep... social media. I mean, I like I, I like the social media because it's nice to, to, to catch up on news and all that kind of stuff. But at this point, I have to fact check every damn thing. And I have to wade through a whole bunch of name calling bullshit just to look at anything. Well, you do know you can restrict who sees what and... Everything else. Yes, but at the same time, I kind of just want the news about the XNR lawsuit without seeing a whole bunch of people on either side going, You're a hater! Alec Peters sucks! I don't want to see that shit! I just want the news! I don't want, like, a thousand people screaming one opinion or the other. I want the news! I want the... I want what's posted! Yeah, you just you follow them. That's, you don't need to do anything else. You only see them, then. I don't even do that. I just do Google searches now. Twitter is getting to the point where even the quote-unquote official news has become somewhat opinionated, and it's not an unbiased view. I'd rather just go off on Google, research everything on my own without anybody even hinting at an opinion when they're typing it. Well, I've always done that anyway. Because yeah. no news is ever completely unbiased, no matter how much people try and there's always something that can be misinterpreted and things like that so no matter what i read i will always go and source yeah. it from you go to the source you don't I listen can. to the third and fourth and tenth party opinions that have been washed down you well, go to the source called the, this is what's called the horse's mouth fallacy mm-hmm it's, it's hearsay of hearsay of hearsay instead of being the source. And when nobody ever shares the source, it's uh, it's kind of this own resonating echo chamber of whatever the hell it is they want to believe. I feel like we came off we came off track and yet we're on track. How is that? Because I threw Axenar in there. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. I was trying to figure that one out. We're good. We got that off can't... on all we yeah we got off on the the promotion because it was a Twitter promotion and how all that crap's kind of turned into bullshit yeah and, and then then it just fell into everything else and and then I threw Axanar back in there to give it a little bit of legitimacy and now we kind of need to move on to the next article midnight what's next uh, you can't really mix the words Axanar and legitimate together it doesn't go well. You can, but in a legitimate court of law, Axanar was found guilty. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, that's to come, I'm sure. Anyway, PC news. Not a lot's come out. Wait a minute, we missed something. No, we haven't. What about this uh, interview you have listed here? Oh, I didn't list that. Oh, well, it's listed here. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, uh, earlier this week, I found a shocking Stodev interview. It's got the latest scoop on, like, stuff from a couple of years ago, and, oh my god, the truth about the Jem'Hadar strike ship is finally revealed, if, if Cryptic is ever going to get around to fixing bugs. Uh, guys, seriously, if you haven't seen this dev interview, you need to go check it out. 
I watched it and I laughed the whole time I watched it. I didn't find it funny. Uh, and now you know how but, I felt about watching several of the XNR parody things. I didn't find it funny. Well, no, it's just, I, I have seen that before. Um, I've seen an Apple version. That, um, I think it must have been a couple of years ago now. So I've already watched through that entire video because it's not exactly a short one. So I didn't really find it funny because, yeah, I'd seen it. I knew what to expect. So... For me, yeah, that wasn't funny because I understand. I'd I seen completely it understand. But Are for people who hadn't, in the show notes though. So. Are we going to include it in the show notes under parody? We could, because you know that's that's legitimately how you get away with parody. So um, yeah, it will be in our show notes, and I've also put it into our Twitch chat as well. Okay, so PC news. We haven't had much at all this week, um, but I think things will be coming, and that will probably be next week. Um, but I'll get onto that bit shortly. Um, we had two patches. Um, we had a patch on the 15th, which was Tuesday, and we also had one on patch day on Thursday as well. <laughs> so, the 15th patch note was resolved an issue where the Aquarius wings would not be attached to the hull of the ship. As hilarious as that is, and I'm glad they finally fixed it, there's still three other ships that are having issues like this. Um, yeah, and I know of I know of two of them, and somebody somebody was talking about a third one, and I don't remember what type of ship it was, and I haven't seen pictures of it. But the Monarch class for the Star Cruiser is the Assault Cruiser, the uh, the fleet variant of the uh, one of the cruisers is actually has <laughs> actually looks like it has dropped its nacelle, like its nacelle just uh, just casually snapped off. If you if you look at it in the preview for the purchase a new ship thing, that's what it looks like. But the problem is it carries over into space. So it can so so here is this this monarch class kind of ship thing and and the the back nacelle is just kind of snapped off and hung like it's hung in the middle of space like it's laying on the floor, but it's not really the floor. Because it's space. Yeah, I believe it was also the Fleet T5 Sovereign that was doing that as well. The uh, the dragon-looking one. I don't know what, what that one is called offhand right now. Um, but yeah, it's doing the same thing. Its nacelle is broken off, and it's just floating next to its starship. Yeah, I saw and some the, screen um, grabs. They do look so funny. The uh, the other one was the um, multi-vector assault mode. So your Prometheus classes and, and the different variations of those, they all have their alpha section missing their miniature nacelle. The there's a little cubby hole at the very top of the alpha section for those ships that should that houses the nacelle for multi-vector assault mode when it splits. And the nacelle is usually always present in the promotional art, but if you look at it in the if you look at it in the preview for purchasing a ship, just even the free one, 
and then take the free one out into space, that little that little hole is a hole, and there's n- no nacelle in it. So that nacelle is missing. Now, one of the other things that they resolved with Tuesday's patch was um, a crash that would sometimes happen when UI windows were open for too long. So, um, so I think they'd done an extra patch probably because they wanted to start getting some of the fixes out um, early because of um, next weekend is a holiday weekend for those in the US. Sure. Because um... I, I think um, some of the stuff we've seen being released to Tribble today, which we'll go on to shortly, I think that will probably come out Tuesday. It's, um, it's possible. Yeah. Now, Thursday's patch um, resolved an issue that was causing uneasy allies to reward kit frames at epic quality. Oh my god, guys. Oh my god. Okay, so I found out about this, like, like an hour and a half before I actually went to bed like went to sleep and went and ran it real quick on my federation character because she primarily uses the romulan flamethrower and um opened the box and uh was like yeah no you know how i was talking about how my uh the romulan uh the the romulan fleet kit had replaced everything else and it was back in my my kit slot yeah i've now re-replaced it with the with the plus plasma epic one that i got from uneasy allies for that mission hmm. <laughs> so from now on people will be rewarded with a very rare quality kit frame and anyone who had actually got the epic quality by the looks of things they will get to keep it it will not yep. be converted nope well at least for now um one of the other changes was old mail sent by the exchange to the players inbox um in game that is now going to be removed upon login in so and see, no further explanation of this was given. So is it old mail that was sent erroneously? Is it old mail that players have actually taken the stuff out of? Or is it mail that still had stuff in it that has just been sitting in people's inboxes? Because if that's, if that's the case, that means that players do have the possibility of losing stuff that was in the mail system. Um, I take this as being the notifications that things have sold. Um, because otherwise players are going to lose stuff, which is going to cause all sorts of problems. So this is the confirmation. So these are the old emails which are just saying, this is sold to this person for this cost, um, I would expect. Um, although um, Kessie in Twitch chat had actually was asking if anybody else had lost anything in the email cleanup. So I'm not sure what they actually lost um, during the cleanup, but um, it looks like some people have experienced problems. I don't know because I haven't looked into it, and I didn't think nothing of it until just now. So yeah, same here. Um, but um, yeah, when the dream catches up, they may post some more. Um, the known issues still is the foundry is still down. Because um, the lighting update, they're still sorting out and testing 
um, issues with that. And there are still issues in some places with lighting being too dark or too bright on some maps. Oh yeah, no, like the uh, the, the 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 what is it? The start of the twenty eight hundred mission where you're doing the Borg conference. <laughs> the Borg conference itself is in relative darkness, and the only light is from the wormhole opening up out of that entire scene. It's yeah, it's it's very unsettling to be in that much darkness on a Federation owned Cardassian station, and the only light pouring into the room is the wormhole which all the Dominion are filtering through. Yeah, so far the only missions I've played is um, Crystalline Catastrophe. Um, that's the only thing I've had a chance to play, and um, yeah, I've seen an improvement with that. Um, but no, I haven't had a chance to really play. I have had a look around uh, Deep Space Nine and K Seven, um, so they're looking good. But yeah, haven't really had much time to play. Still, unfortunately, um, we have had some responses to listeners um, with us. Um, Lucchesi has said, "Not had a chance to check all my characters before that patch. Was just wondering." Um, I hope your interpretation was the correct one. Um, that, so that's my interpretation that the old mail that's being removed is just the notifications that things have sold. Um, and Sybil has said, haven't lost anything in the e email system that um, they're aware of. So but, I have yeah. been noticing a bug of my own, though, lately. And it's kind of infuriating. It's, okay. And it's only, it's only happening on Federation characters, apparently. And it's uh, Federation characters who own the con hair and who are wearing the Odyssey outfit. The Odyssey outfit looks like <laughs> looks like somebody just took like just oh, what is it like lipstick or nail polish to to dust the upper color, you know, of the top of the the Odyssey, uh, the Odyssey uniform because it just bleeds down the top of the uniform for me it's kind of like it's a really poorly rendered texture and it's just bleeding down the uniform and uh the same is kind of true with the con hair because the hair is somewhat semi-transparent now and um doesn't look like hair it just looks like giant just just giant pa paper like it's just paper stapled to somebody's head is what it looks like. And it's just lightly colored with whatever your hair color is. And I noticed this first on my Federation character because she's dressed like that. And then I went over to my Orion character who looks fine and then saw another person uh, where my Orion was who was wearing the Odyssey uniform. And there was this same error going on with this uniform. And I'm like, Okay, this is this is really really weird. And well, I've not noticed any issues with that, and I've seen a lot of characters with the Odyssey uniform because one of the things that I have actually done in this last week was I started deleting some of my Delta recruits and I've recreated them as standard recruits because, of course, I had the intention of going through and replaying all the missions with different aliens and. But as I just don't have the time, um, I'm recreating them as standard recruits. So that way they can just claim on the progress that have 
been made by the other Delta recruits. You know what? You should probably go back and re-delete those recruits and save those slots for when the next recruiting event comes out. Oh no, I've still got about six free character slots. I don't need to do that. Jesus Christ, Midnight, quit wailing the game. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... This just night. in. Lag paused in Star Trek Online is based off of Midnight Shadows character list. It keeps <laughs> growing. <laughs> don't make him laugh too hard. He'll start coughing. We don't want that. This is no, true. You, Sorry. Don't want that at all. Um... But no, when I was recreating them, I always usually start them off with um, the Odyssey uniform. And I was going through all my Federation characters. So I didn't actually see um, that issue at all with that. But um, that might just be to do with some sort of driver on sort of your machine, possibly. Because I know that you've had quite a lot of issues. Um are you having issues? Have you tried turning off um, lighting two to see if everything works okay with lighting one? Did CNC? That's the thing. When Stu, when Stu Dog actually mentioned this, that's what I did. So I turned off the lighting 2.0, and it you know it will normally take a little while for all the 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 skins to to kind of resettle all the textures to resettle. And once they had all resettled, it was fine. But the moment I switched back to lighting 2.0, I ran into the exact same problem again. And these are not under different graphic settings other than the lighting. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm still having the issue where I can turn where I'm sitting in my Orion ship and I can turn it towards the sun and the sun is beaming through my ship. Not not the glare, you know, like the little star thing, but just the light is transparenting my ship. I can see the full spectrum of that sun through my ship. Have you tried on the launcher? Um uh, what's it called when you do the rebuild? What's the option called? Um, like the repair tool? Um, yeah. Or the verify? The verify. That's it. Um, yeah, that was my. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm going to be doing next. Yeah. Yeah, because it might just be something's just a little bit corrupt that's causing some issues, so it might be worth doing that. I th yeah, I, I've been I've been slowly running through all the graphic settings to see if it was the graphic settings. It's not been the graphic settings, so my next thing is just to go through the 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 reverification tool. Now, Sybil's um, said that the new graphics finally arrived yesterday on my iMac running boot camp. Um, absolutely amazing! Lag and rubber banding are gone. Smooth motion better than before. My character's white hair glows. Um, Although Sybil does say that the uniform colours do look ugly in the new lighting system, though. Um, there's just too much detail. Um, so I have actually noticed that since the lighting system was changed, that all the issues that I had with crashes on map transfers have all stopped since that release. Um, all the rubber banding that I had has all gone as well, so... Yeah, Are I you haven't. using lighting 2.0 or, or 1.0? 2.0. So, um, so, yeah, I've noticed um, a bit nice increase in performance since the new lighting system came in. You see? You see, Cryptic? You see? When you take the time, 
even even if it's not warranted because you're releasing a console version. But when you take the time to update the stuff in your seven-year-old game engine, uh, guess what happens? Stuff starts working! But it can just as easily go the other way around. So just because you update it doesn't always mean it works or makes things better. Well, this is true. Some people say that the races for WoW actually look worse now that, that WoW has done another, what is it, an, an HD character pass or something that they did a few years back. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, different people, because one of the great things about PCs, especially over Macs, is the fact that you can set them up in whichever way you want them. That's also the worst things about PCs is the fact that because no you can have exactly, it's then so much harder to try and identify bugs. Whereas with Macs, one of the reasons why software tends to run smoother with Macs is that you do only have a small selection of hardware configs out there, so testing on those becomes so much easier. Um, so. But yeah, that's the problem that there is, is people say, oh, this game sucks because this doesn't work. But in actual fact, it could just be because of one little driver, because you have this one bit of software, which very few other people have, which is causing all these problems. Um, it It's one of the unfortunate things is if you want the flexibility of having things the way you want it and been able to do all these things on it, then yeah, you have a PC, but you also get the downside that more things can go wrong. It's a bit like with new cars. They've got all these electronics and all these gadgets and everything else, but of course that means a lot more can go wrong, but then you need a specialised engineer at a garage with all these extra gadgets to do testing on it um, if it does go wrong. Um, whereas you have a look at an old car, which is all mechanical, then it's easy just to get parts and everything else. So it's pros and cons with them all. So uh, speaking of little tiny bitty things being the difference between playing a game and not being able to play a game, did you guys know that they still actually make mice with no scroll wheel or middle mouse button? Yeah. Yeah. See, a lot of people don't realize that is a, that, that those are still a thing that is made. So, um... Yeah, when when a game company recently goes free to play and their tutorial involves a use the scroll wheel to zoom in and out and people are complaining we can't get past the tutorial because we have mice that don't do this thing. And yes, those mice are still made and they're not specialty mice either. They're mass-produced things you kind of want to take a look at your tutorial um ccp just just saying i know this isn't star trek i know this is eve but just saying anybody out there who's playing eve online right now and and has an ear with one of their the ccp devs you, you might want to you might want to go out there and, and grab somebody and go hey this is kind of a thing that that is you know that is still made you know there there isn't a standard all mice have a scroll wheel now thing or just uninstall it and come and play star trek online <laughs> well they're both free to play so what do you care yeah anyway 
Nobody uh, plays Star Trek Online. What are you talking about? We're all playing Elite Dangerous and Eve. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, we sort of mentioned about the triple patch. Um, it's, this only actually got released just as we we're about to go live, so... It's only been in the last sort of hour that this has been pushed to Tribble. So there's a load of, quite a lot of things that have actually come out um, in this patch. Um, Timberwolf, um, you picked up on one thing that you thought was very interesting about it. Uh, well, I picked up on one or two things in here. One thing, a lot of people have been using the Tier 5 activator from Temporal Rep the temporal rep out there, the anti-time entanglement singularity. A lot of people are using that um, basically as an addition to damage and everything else, especially in CCA. You should see the timetable on CCA nowadays. Um, well, apparently it has not been benefiting from your EPG boosts properly from all those exotic uh, games. Explain what that abbreviation stands for. Exotic particle generators, your exotic damage boosts in general. Apparently, this ability has not been properly benefiting from all those bonuses. Now, there are people that, you know, with using this in their builds and everything else that they're stacking with exotic particle generators and exotic damage, they're seeing extravagant numbers. But apparently, this one ability wasn't fully benefiting from all those exotic particle boosts and exotic damage boosts. So after this patch on Tribble, once it hits Holodeck, the anti-time entanglement singularity should be doing more than what it is now. So if you've already refined your tactics using this ability, it's only going to be sweeter once this patch goes live. So yay, another boost to a science-based ability. Because it is a science ability. Um, and people say that cryptic don't care about science. I j I'm just saying, you know, there's science here. It's a science thing. Um, the other thing that I thought was uh, interesting for the triple notes that we'll probably get next week under powers as well resolved an issue that was causing the following powers to resist an excessive number of changes to power levels. I'm assuming rapid changes to power levels, including the power drain from firing multiple weapons. And updated the powers to give a corresponding amount of minus weapon power cost and standardize the descriptions. So they're trying to go ahead and tell you how much weapon power cost reduction there is and standardize the descriptions throughout for these five particular things. What I thought was interesting is you have Omega Weapons Amplifier. Here's the big one. Plasma Integrated and Deuterium Stabilized Warp Cores. Before any of the Iconian stuff happened... Plasma integrated was the way to go because it was a power resistance. You, if you wanted a high damage build before the Iconian warp core, you had a plasma integrated warp core. Um, and from what I've heard from the Romulan players, Thoron infused singularity cores, which, you know, that's on this list as well. The enhanced weapon system efficiency two set bonus and system engineers that trigger the directed energy modulation. So they're talking about. Uh, Marion Dulmer, where if you're activating directed energy modulation, it's a minus 200 weapon power cost or um, efficiency. So what they're talking about with these is, is they're going to standardize it the way they've done everything else. It's going to give you the exact number. Okay, this is a 20% weapon power cost 
and standardize that description for these particular abilities because they feel they're vague. Um, which is actually nice because you actually are going to fully understand, ah, if this, if this particular core's there, then okay, I'm getting this much on the cost reduction and how that scales. So people can do the math a little bit better, a little bit easier um, when it comes to these things. I think that's a really nice thing that they're updating that. It doesn't seem like it would be – doesn't seem like they're going to change a whole lot of stuff there, but it does look like they're going to change the way the interaction of weapon power cost reduction does happen because it, it's, it's looking like they're resolving an issue where there was an issue where either – if your power levels were changing too much, you weren't getting the correct amount of reduction. So they might be – also fine-tuning it there as well by using the standardized measurement. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh-oh. <laughs> General Bug resolved an issue where occasionally injuries would appear in the overflow bag. Oh yeah, I saw that one. I didn't want to mention it because I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you get injured, apparently it just pops into your overflow bag like you're not really injured you just throw it in your bag and you keep moving um <laughs> i thought that was funny um there was one other I th that i've never noticed and it could be because i never dismissed my particular bridge officer for this but in systems exchange officers so when you get that bridge officer after hitting tier four in diplomacy or marauding you have that option when you hit tier four that you can pick a bridge officer from the opposing faction. So a Federation tune can pick a bridge, a Klingon or Nausicaan or an Orion. Yeah, I still have mine, as a matter of fact. That's why, probably. Or if you're a Klingon, you can get a, a human or a Tellerite or whatnot. Well, apparently they are setting the limit to those particular officers from the exchange to one. But if you dismiss that bridge officer, you can get a new one, a free replacement from Sigahara or your Marauder officer on Kronos should you desire a different officer. So not only can you dismiss that one, you'll now be able to easily get it back or you can get back a different one if you're wanting to try out a different bridge officer. Um, for example, if you claim to Klingon tune, Klingon bridge officer, but let's say you've learned after all of this that you really want the Nausicaan because the Nausicaan gives you a slight damage boost in space. Now you can dismiss them and get that free replacement just by visiting the appropriate person. Which I'm assuming I can't access that now. I don't think I think that might be new as far as being able to get the replacement. But I definitely can see that there's a set limit they want to have implemented. And then yeah. they've also added in where when you hit that, now it's going to be a mission to go and get the officer. It used to be just something you could click wherever you were. Now it's actually a mission to go and do. See, because I don't, I don't have that kind of an officer, like a bridge officer for anything of mine, because uh, I've never seen that ever. And yeah, you know, I, both of my main characters are level four in both diplomacy and marauding. Yeah, it happened for me, and it was something that I was in the middle of sector space. I could just claim there, select which one I wanted, and there it was. I had the bridge officer uh, in standby in case I wanted to activate them. But now it's something, if I wanted to, I can dismiss them, 
I can go back to the ambassador on ESD, claim a new one. And I like that, because then you can try out the different officers from your opposing faction, figure out the best one for your ground or for your space uh, abilities. But they're also setting the limit to one, so you can only have one, so you got to pick and choose. And there's probably going to be some kind of, I don't know, well, there's not going to be any cost. But, you know, that's a good thing. It is. I thought it was <sighs> only allowed one previously, so I think it was saying that must have broke. Possibly. But the fact that you can actually get a replacement, because I've never known it to where if I was to have dismissed my Klingon, because I claim to Klingon, I've never heard of being able to dismiss that particular officer and then go and claim another one as a replacement. I've I never must, heard of that. Yeah, I must admit, I've never tried. So, um, One of the things that I had uh, sort of stuck out to me was they're doing some reorganization of the accolades. So damage accolades are now being broken down into subcategories by damage type. So that should make them easier to find. So, and with that, they've also updated the text and icons as well. So, um, so yeah, and they're also doing some stuff by the looks of things that um, to do with the kill accolades as well. So it's done by creature type. So I gotta like... say, I found one. Ooh. Players mm-hmm. that own the Cardassian Keldon Cruiser can now purchase Spiral Wave Disruptors in the Dilithium store. Cool. Ooh. You really let that exist for a whole month and better? What? There was there anything else that you guys noticed that worth Look, highlighting? I thought I was done reading, and there's still like a whole half a page left. Of, of of these notes. My god. Apparently Omega Weapons Amplifier was triggering more frequently than it was intended. So if you're using the Omega Weapons Amplifier, it's going to be less effective after this next triple patch. Yeah, there's a lot not... of things here. It's a lot of little tidbits here and there. Um, it's just very few things that stand out to me. But there are some lighting updates in triple mm-hmm. patch notes. So that is a good thing. I'm not seeing anything about the the fleet version of the assault uh, cruiser or the, um, the multi-vector escorts. Yeah. So they might be currently working on those. Issue. I did figure out though that you know how I said like everything turns see-through when I do uh, Days of Doom. I figured out that only happens when it's the Rom- uh, the Romulans that show up as an enemy against a station. What are you Go talking figure. about? Yeah, I think okay. you mentioned that last week. When when I do Days of Doom, there there are two enemy types that show up. It's either the Klingons or the Romulans. And when the Romulans show up, everything is transparent. Everything I can see through my ship. I can see through the asteroids way off in the distance that are supposed to be the shipyards. I can see through the the doomsday machine itself and the Nakul ship that's supposed to be kind of like tractoring alongside it. Dang. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I even posted a picture of it like a couple of weeks ago in, in our chat, I think. Um, but yeah, it's only when the Romulans show up that 
everything is transparent. Now, I can still see, like, the details on the ship and everything. It is just see-through. Let's see, I thought it was just bad enough that when you do Federation fleet alert, um, everything the is Davidians blue. The are invading? Yeah, everything is blue. It's that, that blue glow. The, it's the and, Davidian blue. <laughs> and, and what I find even more funny about that sun, I've gotten used to it. I'm okay with it now. It's cool. Everything is nice and glowy. And it looks like it's it's a feature now. It's not a bug, it's a feature. And if that when that if and when that gets fixed, the going back to normal is going to be such a stark change from it being so blue. It's gonna be a letdown, because it's like, oh man, we're all like we got this awesome shield effect now. It makes all of our ships blue. And as soon as it gets away, it's like, aw. See, you see, that's a that's that would be that would be a rather interesting that would be a rather interesting PVE event. And oh my god, here I am giving cryptic ideas. Shut the hell up. But having a joint fleet alert where the Davidians are actually fucking invading in ships and shit. And the station itself has to project that that blue thing that turn you know, the the little, you know, the array that you plop down that turns everything blue when you're in the little circle, the station has to project that so that you can actually fight the Davidians in their ships. Yeah, see, and that's the other thing, now that I think about it. If we're going to have that kind of a glow, do we do we have to fight Davidian ships, and then do we get Davidian ships as a lockbox ship? Because that's yes. going to be a thing. Yes, because every every enemy that that cryptic creates now gets shoved into a lockbox a couple of lockboxes later. Yeah. When you talked earlier about your problems with things being transparent, I'm just wondering if somehow their cloaking ability is being applied to some of the textures and things like that, which is causing them. Because it almost sounds like when you're flying your ship and your cloak is applied you can it's basically transparent right so it yeah, sounds it is, like it is exactly like that if you're in a, yeah. yeah if you're flying a romulan and you cloak there's that cloak i'm cloaked i can still see the details of my ship but my ship is transparent yeah it is like that but it is applied to everything in days of doom and i'm yeah, just so. like what so. maybe that's what's happening to my hair <laughs> okay well the link to the Tribble patch notes um, will be in our show notes. So, um, yeah, and I'm sure, as I said, I think next week this will probably, the patch will probably be released on Tuesday. So um, that way, if there are any issues, they can. They have um, a day and it. a half to fix anything before the American holiday. Yeah, because that means they can do another patch on the Thursday beforehand, before everyone goes away on their holidays. Well, just know we won't have torpedoes till Tuesday. Hmm. I'm sorry, not it was funny in my head. Not if they're Metreon burning headlamps. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. the funniest thing I have ever read. Well, see, I'm sorry. The, the reason it's so funny for those of you listening is because after Sun saw this, she decided, let's find a picture. And let's post that in our group chat that we discuss for the shows. We're talking about the show and various things, planning for you know every Friday and all that. She decided to post a picture of someone wearing a headlamp of the description she is using here. 
And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, there's something, there's a story behind this. And as soon as I heard it, I'm like, wait a minute, that's a new weapon? So, yeah. He thought it was a ground weapon. But I did. The description for the torpedo in, in German then retranslated back into English. I thought we were getting a ground weapon on this ship. I'm like, that's kind of cool. And then, then it got described to me. And I was like, uh, can we work on a better translation matrix? <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. On to console news. Well, not much has come out this week for console. Much. Well, no, not not much at all because it's all stuff that all the PC players have had since forever. So, <laughs> good yeah. luck catching up, console. Yeah, good luck indeed. Good lord, we got the fleets coming out as far as being able to actually slot projects. We've got what they're considering the Vodwar. Herald box. So their next lock box is the mix of Vaudrawar and the Heralds. You've got the reputations. They've got two more reputations finally coming. You finally have the Borg as a reputation on console. Go figure. Along with the Iconian um, reputation. Like, there's a lot going on. I feel bad for you guys. Y'all got too much stuff to do. <laughs> But no, it's good that they're trying to get them caught up as much as possible. Um, and yeah, they've made some big pushes. So this week we haven't seen much for the PC, um, but we have seen an awful lot for the console. So um, yeah, it's nice to see that these things are sort of being pushed forward to get people to continue playing the game and have something to do. And, of course, a lot of this, when it comes to duty officers and admiralty systems that have also been released, um, it's endgame content as well. So, Because um, you've also got the R&D. You mentioned fleet holdings as well. Yeah. So. And isn't and, duty officer stuff coming as well? Uh, yeah, you've got the duty officers um, system, as well as the admiralty that's been put in. Yeah, y'all are screwed on console. That's a lot to do at once. Like, y'all are nice, and I play console with you guys, but damn, y'all gonna be busy. Uh, keeps people in game. The grind will be real. <laughs> so, um... Can we can came... we just take a moment to, to step aside and talk about all those, all those, um... Copycat, quote unquote, game journalists who uh, don't bother to fact check crap, or who actually write stuff without looking stuff up, or and those that copy paste from other sites and repost as their own crap when stuff is released on console as if it is new, entirely new to Stowe as a whole, because uh. That's a thing that keeps happening. It needs to stop. I know. I saw an announcement just three days ago that made it sound like we were just now getting fleets in STO. And I'm like, wait a minute, we get fleets? Because I've I always thought, like, if we get fleets, you know, if they're making that kind of an announcement, okay, I can control a fleet of my own starships. And my bridge officers are my, you know, my captains kind of deal. It's kind of what I was hoping for before Admiralty came out. And then I read it, and I'm like, oh, you're making an announcement for something PCs had for seven or a couple of years now. 
Yeah, but are these things filed under things like console gaming on those sites? No. No. No, because I mean we're talking about we're talking about stuff posted by massively OP as Star Trek Online content, not console content, but Star Trek Online content. Yeah, the only header you'll see is Star Trek Online or uh, fleets are coming to Star Trek Online, and you won't see anything as a reference to console until actually you see the link in the maybe it's in the description, the sub description, or it's actually within the article itself. But the advertisements that are being put out, the headers, are simply fleets coming. It's not. Of, well, it's not even that. It's not even till you click on the source link itself. In some yeah. cases, that you even see the mention of the word console, because that's how it was with the dreadnoughts. When I went on this rant, like what was it last week or the week before? My God, they, you know. It had been over a year since the PC had had dreadnoughts, and here were people from Trek Radio who, granted, you know, some of them may not play Stowe as much as they used to anymore, were thinking this was a new thing and were reposting it without looking up the stuff because another credible site says this is a new thing for Stowe. Guys, you need to get some, uh, you know, what, what, is, what is this, research people in there to actually, like, fact check the stuff that you're posting as news? Because if it's not wholly accurate, I'm going to come down on your ass. Because I'm doing it right now. Get your shit together and start posting the news proper. You gotta say... This is for Stowe Console. Semicolon, colon, whatever you want to do. Fleets come online. Just, that's all you have to do. Now, all this stuff was released on oh, yesterday, the 17th. And um, with the release, there's also been some updates to the UI, which includes um, sorting some stuff out for the camera, um, so such as the camera zoom angle, um, you've then got other updates as well for things where people are experiencing crashes and yeah, there's a whole list of other things as well, um, which have been fixed. So known issues for those of you on consoles, duty officers cannot be removed from the active roster slots. So, um, yeah, if you're going to slot someone, make sure that is who you want. Um, the camera is too far above Klingon captains when the camera is zoomed all the way. The maps look too dark or brightly lit, so console are also experiencing some issues to do with the lighting. And some icons in the fleet holdings UI are not correctly faction-specific. So... Um, they're the things that are listed as the known problems. But um, as always, the link will be in our show notes um, for all the information about the reputations, the lockboxes, um, the fleet holdings. And if you're listening live and you're on console, then this weekend you have an R&D weekend event and you have a 15% sale on keys. So 
the R&D weekend is running till I think it's Monday. Uh, yeah, Monday's the 21st, so that's 10 a.m. Pacific. So you can get um, extra um, R&D materials and um, things like that. So if you're wanting to do some leveling up with that, now's your chance. Um, there's, as I said, you get some money off uh, the keys. So there's 15% off. And that's actually running until the 24th. So that's running for a week. So um, so yeah, you've hopefully this episode will be out an awful lot sooner um, than the previous episodes of Tribbles. Because although I'm still feeling crap, I'm feeling a lot better. So hopefully things won't be as delayed. So hopefully you won't be listening to this going, yeah, but it's already gone to the 24th. Look, guys, we, we're 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 sorry about the uh, the whole show being delayed till Thursdays thing, but yeah, this you're gonna have to deal. Midnight's not well, and none of us know how to audio edit, so yeah. I mean, just just give it time. Midnight's already doing three thousand different things a week, plus the show, and now he's doing three different three thousand different things a week plus the show while being sick. So give give us time. Give midnight time to get better and and hopefully things will start picking up again. Yeah. Okay. Star Trek timelines. There's another event going this weekend. Um the Prime Directive is back. I think that was the event that was actually cancelled. Yeah, here's another micro rant. Damn it, son. <sighs> okay. Because I read this, because I was part of the first one. And the big thing they were talking about is you will not lose your place. Whatever you earned up to that point as far as your place, not globally and all that. You as a player, your place in it. You would not lose your place. You'd start off where you stopped. My assumption was, okay, for me as a player on the rewards and everything, where I was at, you know, I would gotten at least the first seven, eight rewards and everything as far as the tokens that you got to collect for the rewards. I'd gotten the first seven or eight. I'd gotten the first two trip, uh, three-star trip characters, Charles Tuckers. So I was like, okay. I vaguely remember that, but I remember where I was. Okay, cool. I started at the beginning. Oh, I haven't. I did. Um, I, I logged in and I just claimed um, a mirror Tucker and um, an Agent Harris straight off the bat. Um, and I had. To, I, I actually had to do about twelve or thirteen entries before I started getting stuff again. But I had to start over from scratch. After they clearly said, not just in when they did their their Facebook blogs and everything, um, they stated that clearly when I logged into the game. That was the first news item that popped up for me was you will start off where you stopped at the last time. And I'm going, yeah, I didn't stop at the very beginning. I actually started this. Uh, what the hell kind of deal? And yeah, like... 
if you're going to make that kind of a statement in the opening news item, make for sure all the players are actually there. The thing is, is for me, it says that I've only got the first three, because I can't remember where I got up to anyway. Um, but, yeah, the items that I got aren't actually part of those that were rewarded. Plus, I've just logged in again now, and I just got ten um, portal time portal things as well yeah so um yeah i don't know what that was for now now here's the thing i I, um i I, you know just just talk about uh about timelines is kind of putting me to sleep because uh one at this point i don't give a damn about timelines anymore they can go suck a dick uh but i have been playing the hell out of trexels lately because i can't play it and uh kind of fun it's very pixely and a little disjointing but uh yeah it's uh well there's there was if you heard that there was a little notification for trexels right there uh i have been playing the hell out of trexels and it's kind of fun it really is so um okay um but yeah i'm still as i said I got my, well, at least I got some position back when it came to timelines. So, um, but whether or not that's where I left off, because I have no idea where I was when it they cancelled it because of all the issues. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit weird, but I would have thought I was probably a little bit further on, but it depends on how busy I was at work at the particular time. But because it just disappeared, I suppose a lot of people didn't get a chance to note where they were beforehand is the problem. Because I really should start trying to do some leveling up when it comes to timelines because, yeah, I've got sort of 1.6 million of the credits. I've got nearly 6,000 chronotons. And, yeah, I just... Can't be bothered to level anything up. Not to mention I've got 23 time portal things to claim. That's why I can hardly get myself into timelines anymore. I might... I mean, it used to be, you know, even when we started talking about it here on the show, when I came onto the show, we were talking about it constantly. We were talking about it in our chat and everything. Um, I can hardly bring myself to log into timelines maybe once a week, if that. Like I logged in when they first brought the right the Prime Directive, and I haven't logged on since. Is, I I haven't really brought myself to it. Although I've actually got three rewards from um, the um, Prime Directive, which the only thing I can assume at this precise moment is the fact that it's to do with um, the squadron that I'm in, that uh, the rewards that I'm getting for that possibly. But, uh, yeah, so far, I haven't really done much at all. Um, but yeah. yeah, I just, I haven't had the motivation. And it's just, it, it's the same game. And, you know, I've even tried going through some more of the story arc. Because I stopped around the end of the third little story arc. And I'm up to the fifth one now, the beginning of the fifth one. And then I stopped again, because... Each time you go into a story arc, the requirements to start just getting successes does increase quite a bit. And just like, eh. Because all the space combat ones, when you're dealing with your starship, 
because I have um, I've got a five star starship that I've actually upgraded several times. I can do the highest difficulty for the starship combat missions and get three stars on them. No problem whatsoever. So those aren't a challenge anymore. And the ground ones just get tedious, especially if you're trying to get three stars, if you're trying to get one piece of gear to level up a tune. It's just been really hard to get into it anymore. Yeah, that was always my issue, is trying to get a particular item was just so repetitive. And then if you want to craft it, it just requires so much resources that it's just like, I don't want to spend that much. So I Well, just that you can only craft one item per day. Yeah. So it's just, I I log in almost every day, but it's usually just to claim the free chronotons. And yeah, I've got just logged in now, so I've now got over 6,000 chronotons, but not using them, <laughs> just collecting yeah. them at the moment. I think I've got 2,000 there, and I've got like 200k on the energy credits in there right now. And it's just, yeah, I'll just let them keep building. Yeah, well, I've got 1.6 million of those. Um, it's just like, yeah. But, I don't know. Um, maybe something will be released. But the main issue for me, why I've stopped, is all these things that come out, you get characters, and it comes back to what we've said before. I can't afford to spend, I think it's 2,700 dilithium, or whatever it is, for five more slots. Yeah. I've got 130 as it is, and sort of to get a few more in order to can carry on. It's just like, no, I'm not going to spend that sort of money when I've already spent money anyway. So, yeah, if they had a cheaper or easier way to gain character slots, then I would probably play more because. And that's one of the reasons why all these um, time portal things, I've got 20 odd of those to actually claim, but I haven't because I know a lot of the stuff that I'll end up getting will actually be characters. And the way that they've got a dismiss, so once you've hit your level, it blacks out what the character is, so you can't properly see which one it is. Mm hmm. Um, the only way you do that is to hit dismiss and then it comes up with the full one and then you've got to search your list to see whether or not you actually have them and uh, whether or not it's actually got some good stuff that you want and half time you've got to go to a website to actually see what sort of stats they've got to see if you may want to keep them and get rid of somebody else and it's just like yeah that for me that's not fun and yeah I've just stopped and it's mainly to do with, yeah, the amount of character slots I can have for my crew. In short, Sunseal, be glad you have you never started playing. Oh no, I started playing, but then lost the ability to, so, eh. Okay, you really I, haven't I, missed out on much then. I, 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 I could care less, but then again, I kind of really didn't care at all. Like, the one character I did kind of care about came out, but in the middle of one, me being not able to play, and two, in the middle of the big, huge, oh, we're adding more and more and more crew, but not the ability to actually have them all. Yeah, or if you want one, that you're going to have to get rid of one that you like to get the one that you really like, too. It's, yeah. <sighs> mm. 
great con I'll, I'll say this great concept at first not great implementation over time is that the best way to say it diplomatically yeah well hopefully they will unlock some more of these things to allow people to do more um but uh yeah i guess time will tell at the end of the day it's still on its first year so yeah um but yeah there as we said there's a new um galaxy event at the moment and you can also get um rank up in squadrons if you are part of one um new featured crew include grand nagasek agent harris and commander tucker um i think although i think it is mirror commander tucker so um and um there's also been some new crew that have also been added to the time portal so you've got admiral nachayo you've got temporal shift cares and you've also got as part of the dabo wheel um Julius torres and um that's it i think for those ones yes so um so yeah if you have got some crew slots available um, and you want some of those characters, um, get in game now. Okay. So. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting a Christmas gift early. Somebody, somebody bought me a Christmas, uh, 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 a music album for Christmas and just started casually sliding all the mp3s in my dropbox and i see the first one and i go wait no what who said to me this wait what really no hmm. <laughs> um going back to what sansiel said about my health and the release of the show we did have sybil who commented in chat um, I have no problem with the lateness of the show downloads. I totally appreciate Midnight's efforts considering the circumstances. Kudos, Midnight. So, but no, I just feel bad because uh, a lot of people, they like to listen um, to podcasts when they sort of do some driving or do this and do that. And um, yeah, I just feel bad for the people who would sort of like to sort of listen on a particular day but then couldn't um but uh yeah hopefully things will improve soon okay community feedback so last week the questions were are there any major bugs with star trek online's lighting 2.0 that you're noticing still and what are you most looking forward to with the star trek online christmas event now we have had some comments. Oh, I'll take this. I'll take this. You had me. You, you. There's a reason you had me take over. So now's your break time. Okay. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. So, right, here's the soapbox. Here you go. It's dusted off for you. Midnight usually posts this. Thank you, by the way. Midnight You're usually posts our show to about 150 different places per week. So um, wherever you find our show. Is generally one of 150 different things that has that it is posted at, and my God, there's a lot of work to post to all these different places. So, yes, definitely more kudos to Midnight Sybil. But uh, recently, we when we've been doing this for a while, we've been posting to uh, this, we we've been posting to the Star Trek Reddit. 
or the Star Trek Online Reddit. And when we posted it this week, we had some little asshat come in and go, Jesus fucking Christ, guys, this is self-promotion. How many of these do I have to fucking report? Um, okay. So, um, first off, uh, one, our show is neither wholly endorsed or officially uh, produced by CBS and Paramount or by the people who make Star Trek Online or Timelines or Perfect World. What we have is our own fucking production, right? Okay. Because it is our own fucking production, that should entitle us at least to our own subreddit. But that was smacked down on its face by Reddit because it was self-promotion. And my only thought is, uh, does that not mean that Star Trek and Star Trek Online and the Yogg's cast and all these other people who are on Reddit that post their content constantly as part of subreddits, doesn't that physically count as self-promotion? And shouldn't all of those be deleted? The answer is yes. And if you say no, you need to go read the terms of service and then flog yourself 50 times until you say yes. Because that is what happened to us. We were told to go and post in the Star Trek Online and in the Star Trek Reddits. Why? Because we are fan production stuffs of those things. So we go and do that. And now we have assets coming and downvoting and reporting and then complaining in the posts that it's self-promotion. Well, I'm fucking sorry that Reddit doesn't know what the fuck it wants to do with its own fucking website with its own fucking roles. So, uh, you know, if it wants to wholly, you know, just remove all the quote-unquote haters... A la Alec Peters, that's 100% their kind of right, but at the same time, it needs to apply across the board and not to just one little podcast, you know? It should apply to, oh, everything as large as CBS and Paramount to as lowly as, well, us. So uh, when you guys complain about self-promotion and you downvote and you report, okay, sure, whatever. Um... We just, yeah, we will have 149 places to post to, and uh, Reddit will never see another word of our podcast, because Reddit can suck a dick. (laughs) Yeah, one of the issues they posted in the reply, because I said, look, we're not promoting anything for profit or anything else like that, and... um, Basically, they just highlighted um, one of the definitions of self-promotions from the Reddit wiki, which was you should submit um, posts from a variety of sources. um, And the rule of thumb is 10% or less should be your own content. So you should talk to people in the comments and not just your own links. And generally be a good member of the community. But the problem is, is a lot of the stuff... If I start looking through this stuff on Reddit, most of the stuff there, if I was to comment on it, it's just repeating what 
everybody else has said in the first place. Uh, or secondly, there's just nothing to say with what's been posted. Um, so if I'd got something to say, then I would. But I'm not going to start just spamming posts just to have a count up. So that way, putting the show onto Reddit, because there are some people who, a bit like Sunseal, who doesn't like Twitter. Um, like you've also got Timberwolf, who's now off most of the social networks. There are some people who only like to use Reddit. So I want to make sure that if people like to listen and know when the show is posted, that if they use Reddit, they can see that it's been posted. I mean, for me, it's just most social media, especially when it's it's coming to gaming, I've seen it's nothing but drama pits. People look for reasons to start fights, to start drama, to continue drama, to continue fights. And they will look for anything and they will continue to press it until either they win in their mind or until the other party stops fighting and moves on and they can't get a rise anymore and they move on to someone else. And quite honestly, I don't really use social media that much anyway, with the exception of I was just putting out links on Twitter and just Twitter is no, not really of use to me if it's going to be a drama pit. You know, I, I, I've gotten plenty of stuff for my content just by word of mouth and it's not something that I planned on. It just kind of happened. And it for, for me, when we were talking about this off air, for me, if we're not posting links in the STO forums and Reddit and you know the some of the some of the major places that we've also seen these issues in, it wouldn't hurt my feelings because the people that really want are watching us week after week, they will find us regardless because they have other ways of finding us and they will spread spread it to their friends and so on and so forth. It'll still go out via word of mouth. We just won't have to deal with as much drama and BS out there. And I think me and son are both in agreement on that. Like less drama and BS, more just getting our stuff out there to the people that want to hear it. And it's, it's, it sounds like the people on Reddit don't, but it also sounds like a lot of the people that we're dealing with on Reddit have been hypocritical when it comes to other sources. Yeah. The thing is, I deliberately post to all the social networks, so I try and be in, as I said in the post, one of the reply back is in true sort of Federation Star Trek style, is I try and be as inclusive as possible, and I reach out to as many communities as I can. Um, so that way other people don't have to do the work of trying to find where it's posted or remember to go to an RSS feed. So then go, oh, that's been posted, click on it. They can then just download it then. So um, most podcasts just don't bother. Um, but I try to just make things easier for people and to try. So we ask questions each week because we like to hear from people. Um, yeah, but it's not it's not something that me and Son are fussing at it. You about midnight because we know it's about advertising. We want to get no, the word out for what we're, we're doing. We're, we're talking about the specific kind of groups. roundabout hypocrisy of oh, you don't have a Markiplier following, you don't deserve to be on Reddit kind of treatment. Yeah, it's kind of that. If you don't have a pre-built-in fan base that's constantly following you that would post your links for you, and even I've even seen it where some people that don't have Reddit accounts, someone one of, that's a follower of their content, 
they post a video. So let's say instead of you midnight putting the Tribbles podcast on Reddit, one of our followers did. One of our viewers posted it for you. That person and the creator of the video both get tagged on self-promotion. And it gets deleted and severely downloaded, even though the person that created the content didn't promote or post. It was from my follower. And this it's one reason why I stay away from a lot of it, because it's just there are rules for some, and then there's different rules for others. And I just want to avoid all that. But it's not it's knocking bullshit. what you're doing for providing the service of getting the content out there. There's plenty of avenues to do it. It's just for specific groups that we've been having to deal with this issue over and over again. Maybe if it continues, it's time to move on. Just block and move on. That's, of course, so up if, to you, sir, but that's, so, uh, that's something we're seeing. Yeah, I, I just want to say, you know, if, if anybody who is listening to this episode through Reddit and after this episode, you no longer see our episodes on Reddit, go and look for our episodes elsewhere because Reddit doesn't want us. That's the problem. Not It's not we won't post to Reddit. It's that Reddit doesn't want us. And that's the problem. And speaking of uh, places that don't want us, or people in places that don't want us, we might have uh, uh, only 148 places to post to now. Because we got some flack from Trek BBS! Go really? figure! So, uh, Midnight normally posts our show on Trek BBS as part of his big, broad, get-it-out-there stuff. And he, po- and he posts it in the fan production section. Again, we are wholly not licensed or endorsed or approved by CBS and or Paramount or Cryptic or Timelines or Perfect World or any of the companies that are surrounding all of that stuff. Right? Okay. So we f- post in fan productions. And I just went and took a look at that, that the thread myself. And I don't know who the I don't know who the person complaining is. I don't want to know who the complainer is. But the complainer made a comment of this isn't fan film stuff. Well, okay. Fair point. One The the section itself is called Fan Productions, not Fan Film Productions. The section was where Midnight was told to post it when posting on Trek BBS. And in the Fan Productions section, there is no pinned thread that says this thread is only for blank, blank, and blank. There is a master list of fan films, animation films, and audio productions. But that is a master list of productions. Not a, this forum is only for pinned thread. So, the fan productions subforum is technically not only for just fan films, whatever asshole decided they wanted to go on this rant in Trek BBS. So yeah, there's that. 
Yeah, don't you don't you just don't you? I mean, it's we we're like a week away from well, we're less than a week away from Thanksgiving, and don't you guys just feel the love from everybody? Well, if well, I look at this after the Trek BBS, there's another group too, isn't there? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, although I don't have any personal knowledge of this, Midnight does. Yeah, one of the Deep Space Nine groups that I post to. I got sent a private message through Facebook saying that posts have been removed because it broke their rules. Basically, despite the post that went up didn't have any donation, things like Mavs GoFundMe or anything else like that, um, because the page that was linked to in the post has, even though it's only secondary content like halfway down the page and even further down the page on the right hand side for the hollow sweet media donation um that is um supposedly annoying too many people in that group because of continuously requesting for donations mm -hmm. so it's like okay so um yeah that was the ds9 fan club group on facebook so we'll not be uh, posting to their 147 places we have post tuned now, Midnight. The, the list is cleaning itself up of all its own trash. But no, okay, S9 group. Okay, if, if you're going to complain about donations, never, never, ever go to YouTube ever again. Because all your favorite little YouTube persons like Markiplier or the Yogg's Cast or, or Jesse Cox or whoever the hell ever you want to watch... Guess what they always do? Hit that like, favorite, and share. Because, you know, that's how you donate to them. So, uh, yeah, you enjoy the content? You're supposed to help those people out. And how do you help those people out? By donating. By sharing. By linking. By liking. By favoriting. I'm, I'm sorry, you're having an issue with this, people over at the DS9 group, and those of you who are having an issue with this, I have a, I have a, you know, a rather large cradle over in the corner, and uh, a few oversized baby bottles that I can hand, oh, I've also got a few bonnets, too, and uh, you can just sit in there and um, drink Targ milk to your heart's content, because... I ain't got time for little wussies like you, because <laughs> we don't have time for wussies like that. Because it's stupid. It is utterly, insanely ridiculous to be that hopped up over a website that is self-funded asking, hey, you like the content? You should consider donating. Because every other non-profit organization is like that. I mean, hell, continues is like that. Oh, and yes, we decided we wanted to push the donations for somebody who was medically in need and was in kind of the podcast circle of friends who was medically in need. Oh, yeah, sure, because, you know, Priority One never pushed a thing for months and months and months on end about a Stowe developer named Valentine being sick, ever, did they? So fuck you, people. Seriously. Again, it's all about the love. And I just I just feel so, so loved when people rag on the show for one nitpick or another, whether it's me 
or whether it's a donation button or it's in the wrong place or it was in the wrong place in the first place and it needed to go back to the place it was in the first place, which was originally called the wrong place. Fuck you people. Get your shit together, put your big boy pants on, and walk out the fucking door and experience a little bit of life. Because life is full of shit we don't like, but we partition the shit we don't like away from the stuff we do like. And the stuff we do like justifies our annoyance at the stuff we don't like being there. You know, unless there's, you know, a legitimate life-threatening reason, like, say, the United States elected somebody who could possibly turn the entire country against itself. And, you know, that's something where you have to still put on your big boy pants and go out and participate in democracy. But that's a whole other discussion. And a whole other podcast. Yes, <laughs> which I hope to start soon. Dimber, you still haven't said when's a good time for you to do that. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'll, I'll respond to that here tonight. <laughs> <sighs> but we did okay. have some other feedback from Facebook. We did have some. We did have some rather entertaining and insightful feedback, and we love the guys that do feedback us with with actual feedback and not we hate the show or it's in the wrong place. So, um, Fred Ortiz gave us a uh, some gave us some feedback in the Six O Two Club group um, on Facebook and said. Uh, well, nothing totally sticks out to me as far as bugs go concerning Lighting 2.0. And the, the biggest thing uh, Fred is looking forward to for the winter event is mowing down snowmen and the music. I'm surprised nobody's commented, would you like an Epo, friend? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every time I hear that, I imagine the overly attached girlfriend meme. <laughs> Oh, damn, I made Midnight laugh. I'm sorry, Midnight. Okay, so moving on to the forums. Yay, the snow forums. Like, that's not its own cesspool of scum and villainy, but that's... You digress. That's, that's the general discussion section, not, <laughs> not the media discussion section. Yay for clean spaces. Um... Minoc actually said, uh, replied and said, it would be awesome if you guys do detailed explanations of these new systems and how best to use them. Uh, we've all kind of been discussing it in our Facebook group, and because we only just now gathered the feedback for the show, because the, po the show was posted so late, we don't really know what you're talking about. So if you could reply to us and let us know what you mean about the new systems. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll you know, we'll definitely get back with you about it. Plus for any listeners, if there is a system that you're not sure about or you'd like more information about, feedback on any of the posts or send us an email or any message through any of the social networks. And we'll actually um, go through that in one of the episodes. We definitely will. Because I love explaining stuff. I mean, as you couldn't tell from the last little bit of our feedback segment, right? Yeah. You did say explaining <laughs> stuff, not complaining stuff, didn't you? Or exploding stuff. Well, I was, <laughs> look, I was, I was explaining about their complaints. While you exploded. 
True, true, but I was explaining along the way. <laughs> so Alex actually replied before before Chozo Elder did. That surprises me greatly, but, uh... So Alex replied, hello there, gentle trebles. Oh, right, I'm supposed to be gentle. <laughs> uh, I don't have much time for feedback today, and I won't be able to be there for the live show, so good luck. We missed you, Alex. It's, it's been weird not having you in chat. It's, it has. Community questions. One, like, uh, like I mentioned before, no new lighting for me right now. That's a shame, really. It is. Uh, community question two. Well, um, the new ship, I guess? See, I prefer the summer event over the winter event. The floaters and the power boards are just more fun than the whole slippery track mechanic. But your mileage may vary. Feedback. Since I don't have that much time this week, this whole Tier 6 Sovereign thing has been a rather bumpy ride when it comes to communication. I mean, it started with WizKids announcing stuff and a lot of initial silence from Perfect World, and apparently the Intel version showed up on Treble by accident, and I think there were some issues with putting the wrong screenshots into the command version blog. Or something like that? See, Trendy was never supposed to be our community manager. Captain Smirk was. I, I am reasonably sure that Trendy was hired to do something else, and then Perfect World apparently thought Smirk wasn't pulling his weight or something. So Trendy kept doing her thing and did the community thing on top of it. That is commendable, and I understand that sometimes there may be issues because of it, but how long has it been since then? Uh, how long has it been since she's been promoted? How long since the console version launched? How many mainly communication issues have we discussed in the last couple of feedbacks? And how many weeks since she mentioned on Twitter that she was doing interviews to find a new community manager for Stowe? The fact that they still haven't found a new community manager is mind-boggling. If you consider promoting someone, it will. If you consider promoting someone, you should think about the possible ramifications of that action BEFORE going through with it, not after. Why do I even have to point this out? When I look at this mess, I get the impression that Perfect World, at least the North American part, is pretty much a headless chicken. If you want me to open my wallet ever again, try to act like you know what you're doing. It's a valid point. I mean, it's not like we ever get a blog anymore explaining, hey, this is all the stuff going on behind the scenes. Any, any, anybody else have any comment to this? Nope. Nope, not touching with a 10-foot pole. Nope. Mm -mm. Uh, yeah, you don't want to risk your exclusivity stuffs, do you? Well, not saying nothing. When it came I to Smirk, he was made redundant with a load of other people. Um, that was to do with some downsizing as part of Perfect World. Um, you'd got Trendy, who was his support. Um, she also managed some other bits in the background as well. But she then became the community manager. And yes, she got promoted. But with regards to not promoting someone because their job needs filling, that's not how things work. If someone goes and applies for a promotion they get that promotion they then backfill 
their job as if somebody had left that one. They don't wait until it's filled first. Some companies, depending on the role, may say, right, well, your promotions come through, but we need you doing this until because of what it is. But something like this, as a, it's not such a role where it's absolutely necessary. Yes, as players, we would prefer that sort of communication to be there, but it's not something that would stop people from playing the game. Not completely. I mean, I'm pretty sure they, they're at least having the interviews by now and they've either they've already hired people and they're in training or they're just now bringing them in. But, you know, we wouldn't be privy to that information anyway. But I no. would I would be under the assumption under a standard business model. At the very least, they've already been doing multiple interviews to find that person. He's technically just doing the paperwork, the general paperwork, until the new person comes in and is trained properly. Because there still is a training period, however long it is for this for this job or any other job. Yeah. So the thing is, we, you we have could someone... have we could have a new person right now. We could have someone right now, and they're in the midst of their orientation and their training, and they might not be done for two to three weeks before they can officially take over. That's why I'm kind of being hopeful at is that they're there, they just can't officially sign things and do things until their training is done. Yeah, because there's a lot of things they need to know about, and there are certain procedures that need to be followed. There's then communicating with Europe. There's the communicating with um, Cryptic, because Cryptic and Perfect World are two separate companies, although Cryptic is owned by Perfect World Entertainment. So there are lots of things that go on in the background in order to do all these different posts. So it takes a while. And not to mention there's all the things about creating images, creating the posts, there's all the social media aspects of it. Then there's things like live streams, even competitions, which we sort of discussed. So there are lots of things for people to know about because otherwise you announce you have a new community manager. People then start bombarding them with questions and they're like, oh, I don't know, I'm new. It's not going to exactly be a good launch for a new person as an announcement they're now here to serve the community because they're not prepared yet so as timber said if they've got someone i'd expect some time before they're trained up enough to actually be the public face um, of the community just yet yeah i mean i figure my timeline i would have in my head would be we'll see a new community manager starting to post things on their own, you know, working on their desk by themselves, signed off, as it were, after the first of the year. They're going to have Trendy and everybody else in that, you know, that's helping her with that, helping train. They're all going to be working in that particular role during the holidays because if they just brought someone in, that particular person is dealing with a holiday schedule with all the blogs for the winter event because we've got obviously we're going to have a winter event ship we're going to have a new a new little area in the winter event that we're going to visit and mechanics and new items and you know we're going to have a whole bunch of new, nice little stuff we might have a featured episode because they just did start a new story arc so we might have that as well and anything else they might want to release so it's going to be a very busy part of the year for a trainee 
So my thought process is they're going to use this busy time as training and then come the first of the year as the winter events winding down, they've got some time in between this it winding down and the anniversary. Okay, you can start getting it out on your own. You're signed off. You're good to go. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for about the first or the, the end of the first week or the end of the second week in January. We'll see a new community manager or more than one new community manager for STO handling that. And then that if there's more than one, they could split it up. But at the very least, at least one new community manager after the first of the year. At this point, for me, honestly, I don't know why anybody would want to be a community manager ever. Because it's it's basically a, a glorified punching bag well you know th- those little those little help stations in stores where people take their crap and complain yeah it's, they're a verbal it's, punching it's a, bag it's a glorified online version of that that's all it is it's a you know why can't you do you know why can't you do this well I, i'm not allowed to do anything except note your complaint and then give you the people that you need to take it to I mean, and you know, uh, with with a secondary job as as being the person who makes huh, all the little sales flyers for the store too, because as the community manager, you're not just the help desk and the service desk, <laughs> you're also the marketing department. Because all those little blogs that come out have got your name tap, uh, attached to them, and they're usually filled with the screenshots that you have had to have taken for the blog itself. Which was mentioned a few times before between Smirk and Trendy while they were live streaming. Not to mention in interviews we've had with them as well. Yeah. Anyway. I don't, I just, I don't, okay, I know Trendy is doing like 6,000 different things at once, but I already know two or three different people that are already doing that. Midnight and Ceridium. So, Yeah. It's nothing new to me. It's just the way that America kind of works in its materialism, and it's a shame. And it's not just America, too. It's international, isn't it, Midnight? Indeed. So, Chozo Elder responded on the forums, too. And uh, his reply for uh, the Winter Wonderland was, I'm not, looking f- I'm not looking forward to the ship if it's another Breen ship. Their ship aesthetics have never really been my cup of tea. I'll still probably go for it either way because the Admiralty cards go a long way in helping my KDF and Romulan alts. As for the little item goodies, I hope we get some more new stuff. Sweaters, hoodies, an item that turns you into a gingerbread man or woman, kind of like the coal one that turns you into a snowman, or some more fun stuff in general. If I'm going to be specific... I'm still hoping that an adult jackal mastiff pet comes out. And I'm not, I'm not talking about the one you get as a mission reward on one of the KDF episodes. That one's a combat pet. I want a non-combat pet. Puppy versions exist, but I also want an adult. They're cold-themed, and I want some excuse to bring them, Dagnabbit. I'm probably the only one yelling at clouds here, though. I don't I don't disagree considering if you actually roam the Winter Wonderland there are adult jackal mastiffs like in some of the wooded areas. So it is feasible that they have like non-combat pet versions. 
I just don't know if they'll ever implement it, because, you know, they have all new ships to make so that people don't focus on the bugs. For those of you who don't understand, that was a reference to the shocking dev interview that will be in our show notes. Which you all should go and watch, by the way. It's funny. It's funny. Feedback. Wow, is this... Has has Chozo Elder gotten into the, the, the Alex thing of doing an, a, fee, a feedback aside? Looks that way. <laughs> wow. I like him. Our listeners our listeners are actually <laughs> are actually are actually communicating with us. This is so nice. Sun said that the consoles didn't have fleet starbases yet. I'm not entirely sure. I just assume since the infographic said that there were 1,617 fleets in service that there were fleet starbases. If it's true that fleets don't have access to building up their starbases, then that removes the possibility of acquiring a Tier 5 fleet Negvar. This only leaves the neg- uh, a one Negvar option for console players, and that's the free one you get at level 40. Mm, that changed Thursday, but people won't have access to it for a couple of months because, you know, Tier 5 starbase. So, yay. So with so what I had, so what I said still holds. As of right now, the majority of KDF players on both console on both consoles aren't flying sea starships. Most Romulan players on both consoles are at in-game and are supporting the game directly, spending cash or indirectly. Wait, I need to make sure I read this sentence right. Most Romulan players on both consoles are at in-game, okay, I read it right, and are supporting the game directly by spending cash or indirectly through buying Zen. Right, because of the scimitar and the the mollus. Um, by flying sea storeships. Um, oh, the Malum, excuse me. Most PS4 feds aren't at endgame because mo- most aren't past level 30, which would be the, uh, the Defiant. That's it, the Defiant. But the X-Bone players, and for those of you who don't understand, X-Bone is is how everybody is abbreviating Xbox One, because it's just easier to call it the X-Bone than anything else. But X-Bone players are supporting it by flying the Eclipse. Both KDF console player bases are at near in-game, but are not supporting the game, at least for now. Perhaps they are instead buying things such as keys or what have you. Maybe they're just waiting for more Tier 6 ships. I don't even know what point I'm trying to make here. I'm merely analyzing, uh, I guess. I really didn't catch the extra charity livestream, but I did see the last few minutes of the archived footage. I didn't exactly get a good look on how much wasabi they took, and I hope it wasn't a lot, because that stuff isn't easy to swallow in spoonfuls. And uh, props for Trendy for willing to triple down. Indeed. Well... Thank you all for your feedback. Um, community questions for this week's show. Um, do you actually find it helpful that we post all the Tribbles episodes um, on release to all the social media groups and websites? Question two. Um, if you play Star Trek Timelines, what do you enjoy most about the game? And question three. If you could add any mini game or queue to the Star Trek Online Winter event, what would it be? So, if you would like to get a hold of us, 
you can get hold of us at Tribbles in XTC with Facebook, Twitter, um, Star Trek Riser, Player.me, um, Google Plus. You can also email us hosts at tribblesinecstasy.com or use the SpeakPipe widget on the Holosuite Media page or go to speakpipe.com forward slash tribblesinxtc. Ooh, can I give one quick feedback for that question for the winter event then? That way it'll give more people t- uh, extra stuff to discuss. Mm-hmm. Okay, my feedback for the winter event, gingerbread starships that use peppermint phasers and their proc, <laughs> since it's peppermint, it does a type of quote-unquote cold minty damage over time. Use that to discuss people. Well, that would be that would be kind of a a plasma proc, wouldn't it? Kind of, but it's cold damage because that does exist in the game. Well, yeah, it would be. It would kind of be like the um, the uh, the winter beam that you got, or was it? Was it that we yeah, got it's last an engineering year. power? But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Gingerbread starships during the winter event, you fly them, and after the Mark winter five event, five gumdrop torpedoes. Yeah, and after the winter event, guess what? You eat them as a cookie and get a boost for like a week. And then next year you buy a new one. It doesn't cost that much. Well it's it's kind of like it's kind of like having a new snow globe in the gazebo because the you know, the first snow globe is the winter uh the the, the gingerbread village where you you fight the the whatever the hell the thing is at the end and then there's the abominable snowman. Yeah, but that that's my thing. And I and I I wonder how many people would agree with having a space aspect to the winter event. It would certainly make for more interesting gameplay, especially considering this is the fiftieth. And wouldn't wouldn't it be kind of amazing to have a toss themed gingerbread ship with <laughs> toss themed sound effects on peppermint phasers? Ooh, even better, <laughs> toss themed. Uh, Gingerbread slash s'more doomsday machine. <laughs> so, so what? How, what would it look like? It would look like the 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 plates on it would look like the graham crackers, mm-hmm. and the inside would be like the dark chocolatey center, and then the beam itself would be the marshmallow beam. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> okay, I could kind of see that working. Well, you've got an extra week to get your feedback in because next week we'll be taking a week off due to the Americans having a holiday. And for us wanting Midnight to get his health back in order too. Yes, he needs to get plenty of medication or rest or beer or whatever will help him to get get this taken care of. The thing is, the only thing that will really help is for me not to talk, but that's just impossible. See, the, the the thing is, because he's British, the only thing that'll actually help him is some honey ginger tea. Mm. So, well, I made honey lemon tea um, before starting the show. Um, so that's why my voice well, times goes from really croaky to uh, quite clear, because depending on if I just had another sip of it, uh, the air that ran out after about 45 minutes. <laughs> so... But uh, yeah, you've got um, an extra week to have a think, and next time we come back, the um, 
Christmas event should actually be live because, as I recall, the winter event starts on Thursday, the 1st of December. Yes. um, We should be on day two when we go live. So um, we can see what we've actually got and we can also have fun with people's responses. So if you would like to listen to us in syndication, head over to trekradio.net and subspace-radio.net. We get played on there every Wednesday. And you can also get us in syndication on iTunes and Google Play. And of course, feedback and good ratings or any ratings would be welcome. Um, So the more interaction we have on those networks means the more visibility the show gets as well. So, Indeed. So, yeah. As Teal'c is so fond of saying on Stargate. Indeed. If you would like to join our fleets in Star Trek Online on the Federation side, we are Tribbles and Ecstasy, a Psy fleet. And for the Klingons, we are actually Targs in Ecstasy. And you can just um, look for us as timeline in timelines with Tribbles and Ecstasy. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you all those who have joined us in chat. Um, It's great um, having conversations with you as we're live. And thank you all for listening. So we will catch you in a couple of weeks. And until then, goodbye, everyone. Live long and prosper. Hashtag no drama. Hashtag eat that damn turkey. Hashtag YOLO. satellite radio for our remastered shows and more you can follow us on twitter at tribbles in xtc or if you have any questions or comments please send an email to tribbles in ecstasy at gmail.com join us next week for another episode of tribbles in ecstasy the only place where tribbles and klingons are friends